Hello, freaks, and welcome to Radical Research, episode 84. As we did for 83.5, we recorded this together. We're recording it together. We and are. Here you are, Hunter again. Hello. We're continuing our day of laughter. We, we mentioned review in 83.5, and uh, since then we've watched several episodes of Detroiters. We, yeah, we've eaten more. We've eaten more, almost as much as we've laughed. Uh, we've eaten some great pizza at Slices by Tony, if you ever get uh, in the area of Greensboro. Yeah, you ever in this neck of the Highly woods. recommend uh, <laughs> Slices by Tony on Tate Street. They had a fantastic, what was it, zucchini? Was there eggplant in it? It was zucchini. zucchini. It was a Sicilian style with... Uh, yeah, ricotta, zucchini, mushrooms, yes, balsamic, mm, all yeah. balsamic glaze. Yeah. Yes, it was. It's wonderful. So uh, here we are. We promised to talk about uh, this band last time. This is a focus on Gigan. Fair to say that Gigan is Eric Hersman's vehicle. Mm-hmm. Eric Hersman's the guitarist and brainchild, and I'm going to guess mushroom taker, but, but I don't I, want... that. I, that's been verified. I don't, I don't know how okay. yeah the, the the frequency has it but yeah I, I i don't want to cast aspersions but i'm pretty sure eric's familiar with hallucinogenics yes um, it, there's a lot of psychedelic spillover in the music of guy game too, as oh, we yes. will as we will see yes i don't think we're going to waste any time this is going to be probably a shorter sweeter episode this this band is something that we've both enjoyed for quite a few years now uh, we both latched on with the ep i believe didn't mm-hmm. we both um this thing came out seven in uh 07 it was it's called footsteps of gigan very brief three songer two proper songs i guess we'd say Uh, we're going to sample a little bit from a tune called the oracle of orson and thanks for being with us please hang with us till the end we hope that your mind is suitably blown and if you are if you have some psychedelics in a drawer somewhere we highly recommend you ingest them now please
So Panthimonium meets, dare I say, Dillinger Escape Plan. Ooh, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that, sorry. Yeah, the Panthimonium. <laughs> <laughs> You've had too much pizza, my friend. I have. <laughs> the Panthimonium cosmic weirdness and heaviness yeah, yeah but like and it's not yeah it's not like them here and dillinger here it's like they're melded i just think you know, what, it's like yeah. the dillinger you know guitar scree on top of all that other stuff exactly it's yeah. like it's the psychedelic experience yep. that both those bands bring but they bring that kind of experience very different different ways <laughs> yeah. yeah right but it works fused there's there's modernisms like dillinger there and then there's I just think Panthimonium, I say, I just think of in the in the weirdness factor, mm-hmm. just like arrangement, uh, well thought out, but like surprising and ambushing, mm-hmm. and, you know, just. But even their approach to harmony and sure. odd melodies and things. Yes. Here, resident in, in, yeah, in, in Gigan. Is it dissonant? Is it consonant? Exactly. Sometimes you're grown in this vortex. Ambi- yeah, it can be ambiguous. And and the the stop on a dime changes are great. And it's mm-hmm. performed really well. Like these guys very, very are, are well, yeah. already on this EP. Their mm-hmm. very first thing. It wasn't even, a, this is the demo. Yep. Essentially. So we mentioned Eric Hersman, who played live for a little bit of time with Hate Eternal. A band I have a lot of respect for, but don't love. I think you're the same. Same. Our friend Zoller loves him. Mean, he's played me some stuff that I have had to, I went from not really liking them at all mm-hmm. to going, oh, there are some moments that I really get into. But I, right. it's just one of those bigger bands that I kind of don't have that much interest in. Yeah, I don't either. Okay. Never have. All right. I would say in general, though, I'm averse to most anything. And that's that modern, brutal death metal style. I mean, it's just, it's a thing that as a genre doesn't interest me. Well, the, the incessant, yeah, you yeah. know, the incessant fucking. Yeah. Blasting, the gravity um, cake blasting. Batter, cake batter, yeah. cake batter pounding. Cake batter. <laughs> like a mixer. That's some, some of that cake batter. Some like cake batter. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, so uh, Eric Hurstman, we mentioned, also played with Diabolic, I believe from Florida, just super brutal death metal band. Sound like Vital Remains three times removed. Maybe. One album was produced by Neil Kernan. Oh, that was when yeah. he was getting around with guys yeah, like that yeah, and yep. Macabre and yep. sure. Okay, Neil Kernan of, I guess we always think of Rage for Order first. With Neil yeah, Kernan, but Neil's done awful lot. So. Of course. Yeah. What's I'm the gonna... best album Neil's done? I know we're getting off on tangents already, but Skeptics Universe. Ooh, you like that more than Rage for Order? Oh, yeah. Never mind. Okay. Rage, Rage, Besides Rage for Order. Okay. Besides, I'm yeah, with you. You I... already mentioned Rage. For I'm, Order, I'm with so, your okay. one and two. All right. Okay. Number three. What the Macabre album? <laughs> The skinless album? <laughs> Didn't he do skinless? Oh, did he? I think like so. The one in I want to say he did. Yeah. We will uh I don't know. de-radicalize our research Let's, on that. Yeah, one. maybe like the first Nevermore record for me. Okay, I, gotcha. I love that record. Okay. Uh that's one where I don't get into. Yeah. Well, friendship's <laughs> over. <laughs> it's a good thing you've never changed your mind over the years. Yeah. So I I it can always change. Yes. Anyway, so uh Eric Hersman, and then uh, this is his baby. Uh, we will talk a lot more about Eric, so that means we might as well just move on to Randy Pirro, who uh, does guitar and vocals on this as well. And man, Grover, really great. No, I just want to talk okay. about Randy for okay. just a oh, second. Yeah, sure. I think yeah, he brings yeah. a lot to the band that, like, he didn't. St- None of these people stay long except for Eric, but they all bring something really cool. That's kind of the essence of Gigan too for me. In a way, in the background mm-hmm. is that that like every person they've gotten to play for them is apparently really adept and really understands this music yeah 
Uh, so yeah, Randy has also done uh, Hate Eternal like two years before this EP, their I Monarch album. So Randy played on that, and he apparently has played in a band called Orb Weaver from 2010 to present, who I know nothing about. No. But I can tell when I said Orb Weaver, you well, just got a little yeah, woody. I, you got a little chub, you got a little chubby. I did, and I didn't even have to look at. I mean, I'm not yeah. looking down right now. You can attest to that. You yeah, I can. Yeah, it's the eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> No, but Orb Weaver. I mean, obviously. We need a great band with that name. So um, you'd think Randy would come through with this one. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know anything about them. So they might be really good. What's the best band name? Dude. So I'm a pretty easy lay with titles. You know know what's going to turn me on and what's not. Well, you're talking to the right band then, too, because uh, as we'll go on, we see the guy again has some pretty great titles. Uh, (laughs) Grover Norton III is on drums. Again, really exciting and awesome yeah, performance yeah, like we were sitting here listening to that going mm, when it comes out of the uh the more melodic part back into the yeah. destruction yeah yeah he's slaying on that. yeah a lot of his snare hits are just really well crafted mm-hmm. yeah this guy did something called eating infinity in 2014 and cystic dysentery which i don't know will be familiar to all let of us our listeners. let us know how culture of death is from 2012 <laughs> it looks like the kind of thing maybe we will let's take a look at it's on deathgasm so well you know good guys that yeah cystic the center ooh ooh wait a minute this is kind of cool this right here this yeah. should have been the album the yeah the lovecraft that looks more thing. yeah that looks more yeah. like blue house nord's new okay it does yeah all right so uh so that's the that's the thing about this guy do you know any of the uh, grover norton first or second you know familiar with these guys i know his father only by reputation Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we shan't speak the, of that. Who was the hot tub king of Jacksonville? <laughs> I thought it was Buffalo, New York, but okay, that's cool. <laughs> Hold on. We're gonna, I'll tell you what, we're fucking around. You know what? Let's pick them based on how awesome the song title is. Okay, we perfect. Get that's, one. that's good. Logic. We each get one. Okay, all right. You get first choice. Space time. coffin hallucination. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. That is an kidding. amazing fucking <laughs> yes, song title. Yeah.
the ridiculously well titled <laughs> Space Coffin Hallucinations. Mm. And it's okay, it's okay to be jealous of that. I am. Yeah, I, everybody should be. Yeah. Anybody who has titled an album or named a band. Yeah. <laughs> Already we can hear an uptick in the intensity and the chaos. I think you mentioned that it's a little more modern, just the, the brutality. This feels 90s. Yeah, this feels 90s and the uh, EP felt 70s. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a, a looseness. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, in how it was recorded mm -hmm. and how it's approached. Right. Like, yeah, it's brutal. More brutal than anything that came in the 70s. But it just feels like it could have been. It feels like decade. three guys in a room together as well. Yeah. It feels live. And this does. But yeah, as you're saying, like the intensity is magnified. Yeah times a, a few digits and, yeah. and uh then you have way more layers of effects i mm -hmm. think that's probably the biggest thing yeah that's a word that's going to come up a little bit it probably effects yeah yeah wow there's so much to say uh one thing i want to say is i remember when decibel did this article about eric hersman's effects pedal or effects board uh basically one, one of their one page features early in the magazine <laughs> this was like for album two or three maybe and uh, it was an interview with the effects board of, of Eric Hersman. Good answers. Good, Great good, answers. Good interview. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure Eric was in on it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really a, a great perspective. But did you get anyhow. a chance to see his pedal board or effects unit when you saw him? Oh, in Raleigh. Yeah. yeah we were just talking about see, I saw him in Raleigh in 2011, the only time I've seen mm -hmm. him. And I did, I don't, I did, I don't have any details to report, okay. but I do remember being very impressed. And of course there's some vintage and there's some modern, oh, sure. it, it wasn't maybe as much as I had imagined, but mm -hmm. at, at the same time, we're even 10 years ago, we're living in an age where like you can condense effects sure. smaller, yeah. you know, if, if, if that's your gear uh, that you choose, but um, it was great. And he handled it all really well. He was busy with his feet. <laughs> it was a little bit like Getty Lee, 1970s yeah. doing the pedals and, you know, the keyboards and the bass and the singing. <laughs> um and then yeah then everybody else in the band they were a really, a really tight unit so they're they're interesting and they're and the, the effects are a huge part of this band but we were also talking about how they're like these are compositions they are like it, this is writing this is it sounds a bit random especially i'm sure to the untrained ear yeah but even, no even to the initiate into their their world but the easy I mean, part to grasp is there are recurring parts right and also like really you said stop on a dime changes but it's also like the precision mm -hmm. um, that kind of introduces that next part, you know, like the unison snare and uh, guitar lines. Yeah. And delivered. Let's touch, talk about delivery alone, mm -hmm. like, like intent. Right. And a battle attack battle plan. Like what, it, you know, how much hunger is coming out of them? Lots. Like how much, how much badassery are they, are they emitting? And I think the intensity level, brings all this techie stuff and all these 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 ex experimental things yeah and the and the techie stuff just makes it even more intense as far as i'm concerned you know we talked about tholus a few episodes ago now and um i feel like this is how tholus could have evolved perhaps mm -hmm. but i don't think dave murray has interest in playing with this level of no i don't Nick either. although he likes dick menza yeah nick menza is a, a precision player yeah it's a fascinating guy again that we get here on the order of a false eye, their first album. And uh, as you said, that was space coffin hallucination. I just wanted to say that <laughs> we're going to pick another called uh, hiding behind the house of mirrors.
fade out is perfect. Oh my, wow, they did a fade out. Good call there. Yeah. So, great choices all over that song. We're listening to this, our brains are melting. We were really having fun listening to that eight minutes of hiding behind the house of mirrors. Let's talk about the choices. Like this band is making shitloads of choices and shitloads of really good ones throughout that song. Right. Super intense, but really, really dynamic Um, in terms of the pairings of the instruments, like tempo wise, there's moments of density. There's moments of spaciousness. Again, cosmic as death metal could probably be cosmically. Well, I can't imagine anything more. I, no, I imagine, I, yeah. you know, that's nothing's going to send you into, into the deepest recesses of infinity yeah. like that. Well, no, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I mean, the deepest recesses <laughs> of infinity. There's your new, there's your next album. Title, yeah, there you guys. go. The, yeah, yeah. The, their song titles are getting to me. Um, but yeah, beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. So we hear Eric and, and Randy on that from the EP. That core is still together, which I think is a really valuable core. Like, I like other guy game, but I can't say I like it better than the EP in this first album. Yeah, it's just always been like that with me. Although I love the fuck out of the rest. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not a band that's made a fa- uh, any false move, any terrible move. Mm-hmm. Uh, but drumming, we have talked about the drumming, obviously incredibly wicked and creative on that song. Yeah. And the two songs we heard here, that's uh, Danny Ryan. And you have some history with this guy. I'm just curious to know about your one, your thoughts on him as a drummer and two thoughts on him as a person. Yeah. Um, as a drummer, I just incredibly creative, always um, changing his kit. Um, one mm. time he showed up to a gig with a 26-inch bass drum and a marching snare <laughs> that was about this deep. So we're about two and a half feet deep. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not quite that deep, but really, wow. really deep. Okay. And um, all these modified cymbals and things. And he was always pushing himself um, as an artist. Always looking to grow, always looking to incorporate new sounds. And he was a real student of the instrument. And I, I know him through this right. era, era of Gigan, but it's, it's, you have more knowledge of his history. And I, I didn't until yeah. I met you and well, started to know you and Nate, actually. I think so. one of the most uh, incredible things um, is he filled in for, um, I think, two weeks on Tears Canadian tour. TYR. Yeah. From the Faroe Islands. From, from the Faroe Islands. Wow yeah i didn't he okay did yeah. live work with them for <laughs> yeah like two weeks and i don't no one knows uh, exactly how that came about wow. but all of a sudden danny was on an airplane to <laughs> quebec city learning the learning tier songs. the battle metal songs yes wow. yes amazing I, okay so that's so, pretty, pretty safe to say that danny ryan is the only person in the entire existence of humanity or humankind that it will ever be the drummer in both again and, <laughs> that, and tier is that what you're saying you know, I'm not a betting man, <laughs> but if I were, I would take that one. Okay. Yeah. But, but I, I know, I knew Danny somewhat personally, hung out with him a few times, really, really um, special sense of humor. Um, he was funniest dude, but could make everyone in a room feel uncomfortable if he wanted to. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he, I've, I've seen him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but um, by all accounts, a really sweet guy too. Mm-hmm. And he, one of his last, I think, kind of long-term things that he did, he was in a band with two of my best friends and um, music mates, uh, Gil Perlo and Chris Rushing, a band based in Atlanta called Universe Divide. Um, but they were a great band 
that played a bunch of shows in Atlanta and recorded an EP and a demo. And Danny passed away tragically early age um, this year. And uh, he, he left a hole in a lot of people's hearts. I know that um, mm-hmm. Eric um, from Gigan um, had a friendship with him that went well beyond um, their time in the band together. And he was just a really loved guy and wanted to pay tribute to Danny. So we are, before we get into the next Gigan record, we're going to play a snippet from a Universe Divide song that Danny and the band recorded in 2014. Uh, it's called Day Four. Hail to Danny Ryan, hail to his awesome rat shirt, and hail to his most excellent drumming in Gigan and Universe Divide. Hail indeed. was day four from universe defied featuring danny ryan um, of gigan danny you uh you touched a lot of people and your drumming will live on for a long long time thank you so the second gigan album comes out and it's on willowtip and it's one of those really super descriptive titles, like creators, extreme aggression. Like this is what you're getting like technical assault. Right. I used to joke that I, that I wish you guys would call yourself canvas. Solaris would have called itself technical assault. Damn. We should have rebranded with chromosphere. You know, it was, it was, really? it was, I think it was inspired by steel attack. Remember steel, yeah, steel, steel attack, attack. That, that German power metal band. Uh, anyway. So, um, but guy titled this album, their second one, quasi hallucinogenic sonic landscapes. I mean, that's it. Yeah, so we're going <laughs> to not play any more snippets off this one and skip the album four. Right. Which will have no quasi-hallucinogenic oh, no, 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 landscapes, no, of course. Their, yeah, it's their abacab. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no Abacab from this band yet, but that's not a bust on Abacab. I, well, at least one of us likes that thing a lot. So uh, next song, Hunter, pick it. Pick it now. Pick your favorite song title. Diagon song title roulette right here. Yeah, this research. is um, Midnight Show. Why don't you go first this time? Because... Suspended in Cubes of Torment. I was, I was one of two. I was Cubes always win. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a great song title. Device. It is. So we tend to talk more as the uh, some of the songs play because we're just so excited about this rediscovery of Gigan. Yeah, we've always been into it. It's always been in our sorry. Can't get used to that. It's always gotten under our skin, but like uh, this is kind of fun because there's a lot to remark there too. Like it's interesting how like Eric Hersman does everything on this album in terms of writing, but he gives a lot of free reign to his guys, especially I think the drumming. Like the drumming has character throughout Gigan, mm-hmm. so that's kind of interesting. How do you hear that as a drummer? We're we're now we're on their third recording. We're hearing like drums of pretty great character and and voice sure. like throughout like all these things we've listened to so far. Yet Eric's kind of at the helm. Like as a drummer, how do you, how do you respond to what you're given by a writer? Like it must you must need some latitude to play like some of this stuff sure. where it's all going. Yeah, I mean, I guess as a drummer, just try to make sure that the basic feel is in line with whatever the the writer intended and then from there put your own stamp on it yeah the spice, spice. I, I will say about like drumming and gigan that it would require skill in more than one area um ah. you need that you need the discipline of a brutal death metal drummer yeah um but you need the intuition and the listening sense of a jazz drummer too the quickness of the, some of the changes sure. or or sort of a, a, a amount of ideas in a absolutely of time. Yeah. yeah the yeah the ability to kind of respond to whatever the the guitars and the bass are doing it's a great point and 
it, it kind of takes us back to what you started to talk about with that song was like that spacey part in the middle mm-hmm. seems like that's a real big part of the guy toolbox you know yeah. like uh we love that uh, it gives you a little break gets you deeper into space perhaps now have you picked a song title better than suspended in cubes of torment no that's the because oh. that's not an option oh, okay yeah so i'm going to go with an odd song title for guy skeletons of steel timber and blackened granite i would agree i remember when this came out i thought oh that's kind of off their it, thing yeah, a little totally bit yes. right okay let's do it skeletons of steel timber and blackened granite Yeah, no brain, no brain cells what? left. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> Brain's been atomized. We both found ourselves la- just doubled over laughing at the sheer intensity of that. We've said it before, but it's just the kind of music that makes you laugh 
but not because it's funny. <laughs> you just like you just can't believe that something could sound like that. Yeah. They're, they're, well, it's, again, not to press this too far home. We've said this many times already, but I'm going to say it another way. Like the handle they have on their art mm-hmm. is formidable. And oh, kind of scary. It's scary. Because it's yeah, already intense music. It's already yeah. very cosmic. We're already thrust into some world here. And if you get off this level of insanity and intensity, the handle they have on it. To me, we were talking about Axis of Advance earlier today mm-hmm. while just driving around, as we do. And um, it's kind of similar in that way, where those guys are sort of off from everybody else that they're usually lumped right. in with because of this insane handle on this either difficult or just hard to comprehend music. Right. It's, I mean, it, it's, it's impressive. It's very impressive. And I think we're finding that tonight re-listening to Guy Gan pays dividends because neither one of us are also daily Guy Gan listeners. It wouldn't no. be a staple in the sense that it's like always there every week. No, no. Like yeah, operation mind crime seems to be for me <laughs> always popping up. Of but, course. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't have, that kind of relationship with the guy again because i i can't well you um, take them in doses i don't i don't think that um i think that my dna would be rearranged <laughs> if i listen to uh the guy again too often and i think somewhere perhaps in chicago eric kersman's got his arms crossed he's got his arms folded and he's just nodding yes i got another one he's, he's got you in his fucking grip buddy yeah now this is special stuff Fast forward, we're we're now in 2013. We haven't really talked about so where this pretty, comes at. Yeah, you know, pretty in the uh, uh, regular release schedule up to this point. Yeah, up to this point. And this is uh, an album called Multidimensional Fractal Sorcery and Super Science, of course. I mean, duh. Of course. I think that's interesting. We're getting a little more mystical in the imagery uh, and some yes. of the uh, song titles. I'd love to listen to this one. And yet again, we, we haven't talked a lot about all the vocalists they have, but they tend to it's a bit of a revolving door with this band. No bad, no bad thing because we, what we've found about this band as well is that they're always really, really great musicians right. that, that can, that can do this. It's, it's kind of incredible. Uh, this time around we have Nate Cotton on drums and uh, Eston Brown on vocals. What can I say? Here we go. I believe this is uh Nate Cotton and I might be related. Nate Cotton. Oh, rotten cotton. Nate yep. Cotton. Sure. Oh, sure. He might live in uh Claxton. His name's Nate. There you go. There yeah. you go. Uh, I think this is the lineup I saw them with. Okay. Uh, Eston Brown, Nate Cotton, and of course, Eric Hersman. We're going to let you go ahead and pick the next one. Spin that guy again, roulette wheel. Very exciting. I'm going to, um, since I am clearly under the sway of guy again, I'm going to let that guide me in my next choice and i'm going to go all right i'm going to go with influence through ritualistic projection (laughs) you you can't go wrong with that because eric is beaming down his ritualistic projection and now i am caught in the web
So that's this like leaden and a little more straightforward thing. But really, you said it. Heavy. Yeah. I mean, it sounds absurd and too obvious, but it's it's worth repeating because <laughs> that thing is brutal. That thing is so insane. That's the thing is that <laughs> even though it's a little more straightforward, and a little less cosmic, the intensity is such that almost offsets that. And it's still just as insane sounding. Yeah. And freaking just, yeah, brutally brutally heavy great bell work by the cymbal bell work by the the drummer and then um eric plays a solo that i really like it's it's uh almost kk downing uh in this cosmic world right <laughs> from the yeah. set, just his kind of really more aggressive style piercing style like but classic and like uh eric just sounds great on that solo and then we get of course the uh you know what you heard coming after <laughs> the destruction of of all space time and dimension uh we're gonna we're gonna move on I can't help but pick Mother of Toads. Okay, yeah, glad, yeah. glad, yep. I'd like to think they're the kind of toad you lick. I'm sure they are. All right. So yet again, man, so much to say. Eston Brown, I hope that's how we say it. Uh, member of a lot of other bands <laughs> in the Indianapolis area, apparently. And um, just total maniac. Really great stuff. Nate Cotton, who doesn't have too much of a resume. Uh, no, yeah, very small. Yeah, very small, but obviously uh, very accomplished uh, drummer. And how does Herrick find these guys? That's how does he find them? Like it's it's an interesting phenomenon here where he's getting people that are amazing but don't really have a lot to their credit. And right. You know, I'm sure that they've achieved a lot as human beings uh, outside of music. But yeah, so um, Eston Brown, it's notable that he was in a band called uh, Animals Killing People. Yes. Uh, 
So not much more to say. Uh, we've kind of said all about Gigan. I think this, if this is not impressive to you, fair enough. We really hope that somebody out there has not heard this and is getting their mind just leaked all over the floor the same way we are. In 2017, they come out with their fourth full length. It's got a great title. I'll have Hunter read it. And I want to talk about one of the words before we move on. This is the last album they've released mm-hmm. to date. So it's, yeah, 2017. So I feel like I've had some contact with Eric and I want to write him because I want to know how he's doing, but I also want to know if there are plans for another guy again, if there weren't safe to say like they've pretty much had a short, but very, very, very strong discography. I mean, this yes. is just all gold as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. They've taken this form to its logical extreme Yep, so far. Yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah, the, well, the aching thing is that I suspect that Eric has another album, more ideas to share. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they're just moving slowly these days and that yeah. they will issue a follow-up to 2017's undulating waves of rainbiotic iridescence. I love the word rainbiotic. Yeah. I, I looked it up when this came out uh, and I was just because I was so into this word that I'd never come across. I don't think it exists. I think it's a, a made up word for, by Eric. Also, perhaps a portmanteau. Yes. Some I, kind. Absolutely. We're going to go out on a couple songs. Thanks for listening. Uh, our next episode is going to be about Austria's Abigor. And that's Paul, Paul Stolp. For Paul Stolp. For listener Paul Stolp. All the rest of you don't have to tune in. It's not required. But Paul <laughs> certainly is required. Because I think he wanted this one. He wouldn't. He, he okay. wouldn't. You know what? You ask for it, you get it. You're going to get it. Uh, and that'll be an interesting one because that's a band you were into before I was. I'm not sure. I don't think you were into them when all the classic stuff was coming out in the 90s. Weren't you? Sort of, didn't you join bought, up a little later? Um, yeah. So I bought a copy of Ort Blue um, in 96. Oh, okay. Um, oh, oh so okay. I, I didn't know you yeah, went that far I back bought, with them. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm the same with, I bought summoning's lug burrs at the same time. Yeah, gotcha. Um, that album's not very good, by the way. It's got a great um, album title. It does. <laughs> um, but, uh, there was so much, I mean, that was like 95 to 97. That was when I really, really was just heavily into black metal. Yeah. So there was a lot of stuff, a lot of discovery. Okay. I wound up, um, I, I got rid of it. Um, I bought another original coffee <laughs> later because I just had to have the original. Sure. But uh, it was actually very fractal possession um, that That's got right. me interested in, in them. That was in 2007. Their pseudo that, comeback album, just in a sense of rebirth or, yeah. you know, there was a longer hiatus. And a totally and, different band, not membership wise, no. but, you know, sound in style. Attack and wise. Sound, yes, yes. yes. Um, then the 90s. But then I went back and got all the 90s records gotcha, again gotcha. okay and opus four was probably the one that just was made me rethink everything about that band. yeah that's a great that's a great one yeah and you got me into them. you kind of reported yep. back like years later basically it was like that was one of those i was like that was one of those i forgot to tell you about well no not, not so much because they were always around i remember the yeah. name and i think i checked them out here or there but just again you know that's the glut of black metal was happening when they came out basically the those first albums on napalm and it just never took with me for no real reason other than just not adequate time Mm -hmm. or maybe uh, maybe it wasn't i just wasn't wanting something like that at the moment i was full you know i was full of gorgoroth couldn't need any more (laughs) couldn't need a fucking damn thing after that you know um 
Anyway, so yeah, tune in for the Abigor show. That'll be fun and interesting and kind of a, 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 a relatively newer discovery for us. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, you know, not, not as much yeah. for you, but they're new in my world. That's for sure. Yeah. And they are the. And you're not a completist. I haven't they're heard the, them. They'll be the second um, Austrian band we've covered. Ooh, and it has been a while. It's been, it's been a orchestra. long while. Disharmonic Orchestra is one. Uh, yeah. Who, by by the way, or by you know by proxy here, eighty three point five. Disharmonic has a great laugh that we played on that we show. We did play that. Was that that was episode five or three? And it was five. Five. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We're going to play two from Rain Biotic. Way forward through matter and backwards through time. And hyper jump ritual madness. <laughs> yes. Hyper jump ritual madness. That's the one. Clockwork with thunderous hooves. Elemental transmography. Plume of ink within a vacuum. Dude.